Are you ready? Say I don't mind. Take my fame, I can't use it. We'll be together side by Welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about What's My Name from Crystal Ball, recorded mid to late May 1993 at Paisley Park and released on the 29th of January 1998. On the track we have Prince, Michael B, Sonny T and Mr Hayes. The track is three minutes and three seconds and joining me to talk about today is Josh Norman. Hello Josh. Hi Darren, thanks for having me. Now in terms of a genre, again I'm kind of stuck because it's it's kind of Prince experimenting with, um, I don't know if you want to call it like whisper rock or whatever it is. It's like <laughs> whisper rock, but no rhythm and no lead guitar, no guitar solo. So I don't know how you have a rock song without that one instrument yeah. too. So it is conf- it's perplexing. It's like probably it's like a, such a kind of quiet song, mm-hmm. and you know there's there's not. I mean there is like a chorus, but it's just like you know tell me what's my name, what's my name, what's my name, like and that's pretty much it. Um, and it is one of these songs that kind of. I don't know, it was like a subgenre of Prince songs once he changed his name, where he kept asking people to call him by his name. <laughs> right. um, such as, like, in in, Sh- in particular, where he actually says, you know, what's my name, directly to Maite, and she has no response. That's right. Um, and and so I, I, it's just this weird thing that as soon as nobody could call him Prince, he kept saying, what's my name, to other people. <laughs> and I, I don't know, it's it's just one of those weird things that I think is... I guess it's quite playful because it's like, you can't call me by a name. So, you know, what is my name? Um, And, you know, there's no question mark as well, uh, which, you know, bothers me. (laughs) Right. Um, It it is kind of just a, it's it's the Prince challenge from the mid 90s. Yes. (laughs) Um, Although, obviously, the funniest thing about this is it was... It was meant to be part of how Prince revealed his new name. But obviously, you know, that happened in on the 7th of June 1993, on his birthday. This song obviously wasn't released until, like, almost five years later. Yeah. Um, but it, apparently if you called the Paisley Park hotline um, to find out what Prince's new name was, you heard this song, but it was only playing a week after he'd already changed his name. Um, <laughs> yes. Another, another marketing uh, ploy completely screwed up by Prince. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess at this point we... We figured out exactly what Warner Brothers did for Prince all those years, which is they managed to get stuff released and marketed exactly on time. Um, whereas once Prince was left to his own devices, he was recording a lot of music, but a lot of it wasn't getting out when it needed to get out. Yeah, I almost think of Warner Brothers as his you know, personal assistant to keep him organized and focused when he probably would rather not be. <laughs> yes, it, it does. It did seem like, you know, his his attention kind of... Uh, would be pointed in other directions uh, when it needs to be pointed, you know, one way um, for certain projects. Um, but yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, I think it's it's an interesting song simply because, again, Prince, you know, as with uh, Dubang, um, he is kind of just experimenting with doing something different. Um, and mm-hmm. the idea of him recording something for a hotline, like recording music for, like, hold music, essentially, 
I don't know. I just I find that quite an interesting idea where Prince is like, even like the whole music for Paisley Park needs to be done by Prince, and it needs to be like an unreleased <laughs> song. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just find that to be quite quite wonderful. I imagine you know, like someone has got like some basic kind of like music, and Prince has been put on hold for some reason while calling Paisley Park, and he's like, that won't do. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, who's who's organizing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm in the studio tomorrow. I'm gonna be recording brand new hold music. Make it clear to everybody, it's gonna be this new song called "What's My Name." Right, we're gonna put it on the hold experience. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, like I said, the lyrics are you know fairly kind of simple. You know, uh, you know when he says, "Take my name, I don't need it." Nothing stays the same anyway. Take my fame, I can't use it. My girlfriend calls me lame. The game was over yesterday. So I guess that's a reference to Maite there um, at this particular yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He sounds, um, it's interesting the, uh, the, you know, the way he delivers it. You called it whispering. He almost sounds a little sad, reflective, contemplative about, you know, nothing stays the same anyway. Like, what does it matter kind of statement for this first verse. And then, you know, it kind of gets a little bit loud mm -hmm. and then it goes quiet and Prince starts whisper singing again. <laughs> um, he does. We have the sampled police siren whistle thing that's going yeah. on during the chorus also. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, which it kind of calls back almost to um, uh, to Crystal Ball, which had the same kind of like you know, sirens and kind of post-apocalyptic um, kind of feel right. to it. So, I mean, not that this song feels post-apocalyptic, but I guess it is, you know, post His Name is Prince, um, you know, which, it, it, like I said, is kind of a genre in itself, the, these kind of songs where Prince insists people try to say a name that he knows is unpronounceable. <laughs> right. You know, like in the second, I guess you could call it a verse, you know, he says, take this bass, I can't play it. And like you said, you know, the song doesn't really, you know, there is bass there, but it's, it's not like super kind of like notable, um, you know, it only makes me wish for a way for it to be used. You could slap my face, but I've got to say it. You would never have drank my coffee if I hadn't served you cream. I, I mean, I, that calls a little bit to the whole, you know, what's my favorite cereal? You know, Captain Crunch with soy milk. So I don't, I don't know what, why, you know, why all of a sudden Prince is giving us his coffee order um, in the middle of a song. Oh, I... I thought that was a kind of you wouldn't have appreciated my hits as much if I if you hadn't experienced the deep cuts is the way that I saw that that coffee and cream you know obviously he's he's done a lot of songs with cream and rising to the top and the sexual reference there but I thought that's where he was going you know yeah uh, when he when he said uh, this bass guitar only makes me wish for the way it used to be. You wouldn't have appreciated the you know popular stuff I did if I hadn't, or the the deep cuts that I make if you hadn't been given songs like Cream and When Doves Cry and you know real popular hits. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, you know, obviously there is like a certain kind of metaphor going on here, but I was I was choosing to take that literally. Um, you know, okay. Prince, well, all right, you can choose Prince, that. Prince occasionally gets very literal sometimes, so you know, I I guess I guess he is going for the metaphor, but I was just like, well. You know, I don't know why he's telling me about coffee in the middle of a song. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird, you know. Um, and then, you know, this kind of do you dream in color or do you discriminate kind of that calls back to um, do you dream in W's? What is that? Uh, oh, uh, positivity. Yes. There we go. Yeah. So that's kind mm -hmm. of like a callback to that. Um, I yeah. think, I mean, maybe just kind of obliquely, um, you know, do you love others? Do you love? Do you hate? Um, you know, obviously we had the. I hate you. 
Um, you know, yeah. uh, do you worship fire? Or do you do you worship a dove? <laughs> so again, mm-hmm. a kind of a reoccurring thing with Prince in terms of like you know doves. Obviously, if you were at Paisley Park, the word always doves. Um, you know there. Um, and then, you know, he says, uh, do you live for love? Again, a- another song, live for love. So and I, it, it seems like Prince, like you say, he's kind of calling his back catalogue out a little bit. Uh, it just feels more obvious in the kind of final verse that he's doing that. Yeah, I almost picture, you know, the artist formerly known as Prince walking away from Prince hearing this song. It, it, you know, the way he implemented and announced the name change, you know, as you probably might have even expected it to go back then, it wasn't didn't go as he planned and some th- missed opportunities and confusing choices. But I do think this song kind of sums it up in a way that he w- was never covered by the press. You know, it was a, uh, I'm ready for a new chapter almost is what I think he's saying here. And then he turns around and questions what's important to the listener also with, you know, are you fair to people? Do you live for love? Do you, are you a God fearing person or do you worship satan <laughs> yes um and then of course he finishes asking what's your name what's my name what's your name um yeah. what's anyone's right. name <laughs> um, exactly yeah what yeah, almost like saying what's important to you where are your priorities is what what i saw there although obviously you know the name change was meant to be a way for him to slip out of the contract because he argued that if his name wasn't prince rogers nelson then you couldn't hold him responsible for a contract signed by Prince Rogers Nelson. <laughs> Obviously, That's right. that legal strategy was a little bit flawed um, in that, you know, it doesn't really matter what your name is. If you signed a contract, you've signed a contract. You know, changing your name doesn't get you out of a contract. Um, right. It was it was still your hand. Yeah. So, so I think it's I think it's quite funny that that was his legal strategy, though. I don't I mean, like we say, I, I, like I never felt that was fully what it was about, though. That was always what, he, you know, was kind of reported publicly was this idea that he didn't want to be in this contract and all that kind of stuff. But it did feel like, you know, maybe after the hits, the B-sides came out, Prince was kind of like, that does feel like I'm done with, you know, whatever that artist was from the 80s. And, you know, the, the music that he'd started making with the MPG and, you know, the stuff that was going on with Maite, it did kind of feel like his life was entering a different chapter and he kind of just wanted to, you know, kind of, you know, change things a little bit. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know, I, I feel like like the closest I can kind of come to someone who attempted this type of thing was when David Bowie joined, in inverted commas, Tin Machine and insisted that he was merely Dave, the lead singer from Tin Machine, and he was no longer David Bowie. And everyone was like, we are not fooled. Like, you know, just <laughs> That's right. just because you're insisting you're just another member of this band doesn't change the fact that we don't know who the other three guys are. And essentially, we're just calling this David Bowie's new band. And, you know, like, yes. it, I mean, that's the most obvious. I mean, there have been obviously a lot of times where artists have attempted to do this of kind of like, you know, picking a new, you know, not necessarily a new name, but, you know, maybe having a different backing group, you know, kind of drawing a line under certain projects and, you know, releasing the greatest hits of something and then moving on in a different direction. Um, You know, and like the fact that Prince decided to make his name a symbol, it's just always something that can, I mean, it always brings a smile to my face because it's like, it's such a, it's such a kind of crazy left field idea. But these days, like 
25 years later it just feels like oh yeah remember when prince changed his name to an unpronounceable symbol and then you just kind of you yeah. kind of accept that it was something that happened for like six years and then you're like oh and then he changed his name back and then like it it just doesn't it doesn't like i don't feel you can ever really emphasize how crazy a move it was to make for someone who had been one of the biggest selling artists of like the previous decade yeah and now it's almost completely forgiven too you know you think about what happened since you know, he adopted his name back again and he was widely accepted with open arms. And it's like, well, we'll just pretend like that wild thing never happened and we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. And the weirdest thing is it kind of dates a lot of things where you have you have jokes about the artist formerly known as something is is like a, is, you know, a joke that people kind of it turned into a meme very quickly. And it did. But then it just dates a lot of things to kind of that time where it's like. You know, any any jokes from around kind of like 93, 94, 95 that are about Prince changing his name, they suddenly become very, very dated. Like, because you're like, well, you then have to explain what happened with Prince to understand that joke. And it just makes things very complicated. So, uh, yes, it does. It does. And it's, you know, he, you know, kind of threw away the name Prince, adopted this new name for, like you said, a new chapter, a new direction, and then spent the last whatever, 16, 15 years of his life trying to uh, gain ownership to everything he recorded as Prince. So it's almost like we came for a full circle with this guy. Yeah. And he was successful when he re-signed with Warner Brothers, um, you know, to release mm-hmm. the last few albums that he did. You know, they agreed to giving him his masters to his back catalogue. So, you know, in the end... Mm-hmm. He got what he yeah, wanted. he won. So, you know, he was proven right. Uh, but in between, he decided to make a lot of songs where he kept asking what his name was. Um, yes <laughs> which you know always I mean it's just one of those things where when I hear any of these songs from this period where he's asking what his name is I'm always like oh Prince you rascal you're just deliberately doing this you know I can't reply that's right um, you know I guess I, I guess I should just call you Tora 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 would work yeah. yeah so you know Prince performed this you know in kind of like in 1993 um, you know and then dropped it until the last few tours and then he kind of brought it back um, I guess, you know, it kind of it kind of fits with this idea of, you know, towards the end, Prince is, you know, he was starting to kind of go back to his back catalogue. Um, so I find it interesting, some of the stuff that he chose to bring back. Um, and I guess maybe this song was kind of playful enough that it's like, well, you know, now I am Prince. I can say what's my name and everyone can respond and they can actually say Prince, and you know, and I, I yeah. don't have to kind of hide it. Um, although, you know, he yeah. was touring with Third Eye Girl at the time and only crediting himself as Third Eye Girl and not Third Eye Girl and Prince. So I guess he was expecting the crowds to say Third Eye Girl in response to it. I guess so. That's his name. That's right. Andy Allo, you know, she performed a song called Flashlight that incorporated little pieces of this song as well. Um, and there is a mm-hmm. story of um, Kendrick Lamar um, <laughs> actually, um, you know, uh, rapping over, you know, the music from this. And kind of, you know, with working with Prince, basically, and, you know, Prince kind of talking about being on uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. But, you know, in the end, it kind of um, never happened. And obviously, you know, Prince was one who occasionally would say, you know, the names of artists that he liked. Um, it was like yes. it was very rare that he would actually name them. I think in the entire 90s, he only ever said D'Angelo. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. Questlove, right? There was a Questlove reference somewhere. Obviously, the idea of, you know, Prince kind of being you know against, you know, uh, kind of rap and everything, which stemmed from a misunderstanding, I feel, from one track on one album. Um, you know, yeah. he proved kind of in the final decade of his life that he was not averse to, you know, 
young up and coming artists and you know he would often um you know kind of say who he who he liked um you know when pushed mm-hmm. obviously you know people would say to him prince who do you like and a lot of times he'd be like well you know no one's as good as me right. there was always a, a certain level of that but in this case you know he he basically was almost on a kendrick lamar album um, which would have been nice to hear you know i would you know i would, would have enjoyed that cool. but you know one of one of those things that obviously you know uh, just wasn't to happen um, so now I would say, uh, I don't know, in terms of a grade, I feel like I'm going to end up going lower than you again, Josh. Um, I don't I, to me, I would say, again, this is kind of probably in the two and a half out of five area, which, you know, means, I guess I would put it at three out of five, you know, rounding up because okay. I do, I do enjoy it. But it's, again, it's just one of those songs that to me, it feels like half finished. I think the fact that Prince recorded it as hold music kind of says all you really need to know about the track, you know, like <laughs> He was only well. He was only really expecting you to hear it while you were trying to call Paisley Park. I don't know, maybe to find out where one of the albums that you ordered two years ago was. Exactly. Where's my pre-order of the CD that I saw in the store eight months ago? Yeah. Um, so I demand. I demand an answer, Prince. <laughs> yeah, but while you're on hold, have a listen to this song. That's right. Let me let me tell you why I did this while you're waiting to talk to someone about why we didn't fulfill your order. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm actually much higher than you on this one. This is one of I, I was hoping to get in to talk to you about this song when you covered it because it's one of my favorite songs on Crystal Ball. That's from like the mid '90s pool of songs that he kind of fished from to pepper songs throughout this um, collection on Crystal Ball. I thought. Uh, the great, great story behind it. I thought the fact that it was recorded to be on hold music for Paisley Park kind of made it unique in that <laughs> regard. Like, I, I kind of want to hear this. What, what is this? Um, I thought the the questioning of uh, you know one's what's important to someone and kind of describing what's important to him by shedding, you know, one of his one of his instruments, his name. Um, that he accomplishes it in a fairly edited, quick form. I give uh, credit to him for that because I think a lot of times on things that Prince finds important, he can belabor them a little bit, and he doesn't do that here. So I'm almost a plus one star just for that on its own. So on this song, I come back to it a lot. I, I do like it, and I'm, I'm at four out of five on this one. Okay, well, I feel like we said about as much about What's My Name as we possibly can, so uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Josh? <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Yeah, I uh, co-host a podcast called The Mountains and the Sea. Um, uh, we choose a Prince album and devote one podcast to the album and then additional podcasts to cover ancillary materials like B-sides, uh, associated artists, extended versions, some unreleased songs, uh, television appearances, tours, fashion, that kind of thing. And we pick a mountain, which is our high point, a sea, which is our low point, and also a time capsule, something that kind of uh, encapsulates that time period for us. Um, you can find us on Twitter at TMATS Podcast, that's T-M-A-T-S, or on Facebook at uh, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure where you would, at track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Josh. Thank you, Darren. And otherwise, what's my name? What was your name? <laughs> <laughs>